The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing then you've tuned in to the right program for the next hour listen in as reverend temple hayes senior minister of first unity campus in saint petersburg florida shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life she will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing now here's your host reverend temple hayes hi i'm temple hayes on Unity Online Radio, from good to amazing. And I'm delighted that you've chosen to join us today. I'm also extremely happy that my very special guest today has developed a foolproof system for dumping the head stuff and mentalizing that's holding you back from the success you're capable of and moving from good to amazing. His name is Noah St. John, and Noah's new book, The Secret Code of Success, reveals his seven-step system for more wealth and more happiness. And Noah has a special gift for us today. You can get the first three chapters of Noah's Secret Code of Success book free at noahstjohn.com. Noah, I have been so excited about this show because I knew that you were going to make as much difference with all our listeners today as you have with everyone attending here at First Unity. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Temple. I am thrilled and honored to be your first guest here on From Good to Amazing on Unity FM. And uh, it's just a thrill to be here with you. And and thank you for being such a wonderful host uh, when um, my fiancé and I have been down there and speaking at your church. It's just been wonderful. So thank you. We just continue to celebrate the blessings of God, that's for sure. No, I know that you've done a lot of research and studies about individuals and what keeps people from truly realizing their amazing life. Why do people, why do you think people hold themselves back from the success they're capable of? You know, I get asked that question a lot, Temple. As you know, I do a lot of interviews and, and talk to media people and have clients all over the world. And that's one of the most common questions because... People are spending over $11 billion every year in this industry that we call the self-help industry, personal development, spiritual development, whatever you want to call it. We're spending a lot of money and spending a lot of time and effort. And for everyone listening, just think about how much effort and time and money you've spent over the last year or two on self-help, personal development. And, uh, you know, the question that so many people have is, how come I've been spending all this time, money, and effort, and I'm not getting the results that I want? And so what I realized a few years ago was that there are simple but hidden reasons why so many smart, creative, talented, motivated, spiritual individuals are holding themselves back. It's like they're driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. And I think one of the main reasons is what I call the why-tos and the why-not-tos of success. If you think about it like a scale or a balance, like a Belibra scales, on the Mm -hmm. one hand, you have the why-tos of doing something, and on the other, the why-not-tos. And what we've been taught in traditional success literature is to think about all the money, think about all the success, all the things you're going to have when you're successful, when you are wealthy, when you lose weight, whatever the result is that you want. But what we haven't heard about is 
what I call the cost of success, the why not to's, what it's going to cost you to actually allow yourself to succeed. And when I ask my clients that, I ask them, I say, well, what, do you, what are some of your why not to's of actually doing that thing you say you want to do? Because mm-hmm. why aren't you doing it? If you, you know what I mean? If you say you want mm-hmm. it, how come you're not doing it? And they, they say, well, gee, I never thought about it, but, you know, what if my spouse doesn't support me if I become very successful or lose weight or, you know, have this, you know, great things happen to me that I, that I say I want? Or what if right. my father's jealous of me? Or what if my friends don't like me anymore? You see, there's many, many reasons. I call these the subconscious why not to's of success. And basically, if you think about it like that, if you think about your why to's and why not to's, there's always a very simple reason why we're holding ourselves back, but the problem is it's usually hidden in the subconscious mind. I love that approach, and it, it's so powerful. I went um, to the Posse Palooza uh, concert in January in Orlando, and it's by the Unity Musicians. And I went to a workshop, um, and the guy said in the workshop, he asked us all to sing. And he said, all of us, our soul longs to sing. You know, it's just natural for us. But he said, what is it within your subconscious? What is it that's holding you back that's preventing you from singing and being heard with your soul voice? And it, it's so true. Um And I got a big hit for myself that in the early days of schools, you know, I was in art, I was in band, I played the trombone, and I was just drawing too much attention to myself, you know? So I started saying, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, because I was feeling too uncomfortable, because I didn't have the esteem to go with it. So I love this approach that you're using, because it's taking that big elephant out of the room, and like you said... Um, if we were doing it, if we knew we were doing it, we wouldn't be doing it, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. As I like to say to my clients and in my seminars, I say nobody wakes up in the morning, looks out the window and says, wow, this looks like a great day. I think I'll hold myself back from success today. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to go to this program. I'm going to get this coaching so I can sabotage myself better. Of course we don't say that. You know, nobody in their right mind, nobody ever says that. But what I say to people is, look, it doesn't matter because it's like the human mind is like an iceberg. Only about 5 to 10% is visible above the surface. That's the conscious. The vast 90 to 95% is hidden below the surface. It's your subconscious. So imagine if you have the 95 fighting the 5. Which one do you think is going to win? You know, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. why so many people, and, and Temple, and I'm sure you know this, you know, at, at your church, I mean, I get emails from people all over the world every day saying, I've spent twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 on every self-help personal development program out there, and I'm still stuck. Right. And I say, it's because you've been trying to keep stepping on the gas harder, but no one's shown you how to get your foot off the brake. Mm-hmm. And there's no automobile that will go that way, by the way. I've tried it when I was a teenager. <laughs> It doesn't work very effectively. <laughs> Would you? Let's put it this way: you're going to spend a lot of energy. <laughs> Part of what I feel, you know, in this process of from good to amazing, is the ability to show people, especially people like yourself, who have lived the story. You know, you're you're not on the show today, and I'm not on the show today, just because we've listened to a couple of CDs and we decided to go out in the marketplace and start talking. Um, would you tell the story of when you got your manuscript together and what happened with that? I just think it's so incredible uh, how you launched that when you heard about Jack Canfield. Absolutely. Well, just to go back just a little bit, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. So from the time I was very little, I was keenly aware of the difference between the haves and the have-nots, and the have-nots was my family. Mm-hmm. So I made a, a really conscious effort. And, and by the way, my, my parents worked really, really hard. I mean, they sacrificed, and they really, really tried, but they just could never get ahead. They couldn't make money. And, you know, my parents would argue all the time, every night, about money and, you know, how come we're working so hard and we still don't have money? So I heard that, and, of course, as a little kid, we're, you know, we're very impressionable. So I said, you know what, I don't want that for my life. I want to be successful. So I started re- reading every book and seminar, I go to everything 
that I could possibly do, you know, to try to learn how to become more successful. Well, what I ended up happening after about 15 years or so, I ended up being what I call the world's most overeducated underachiever. And I really just wasn't <laughs> successful, even though I'd done all this studying. So I said, mm -hmm. what is missing here? And what happened was I had this epiphany on October 20th, 1997. I was sitting at a seminar on eating disorders. And I didn't have an eating disorder, but I knew a lot of people who did. But at that seminar, I realized that there was something I was starving myself of, but it wasn't food. I realized that I was starving myself of success. And the word or the phrase success anorexia came into my head. And I realized, wait a minute, this is the condition that's causing these symptoms. Mm -hmm. But the problem is all we're talking about is the symptoms, symptoms like procrastination, self-sabotage, low self-esteem. These are all symptoms of a deeper problem, but if you only talk about the symptoms without talking about the cause, then the symptoms always come back. Right. So I really, the whole, my whole teaching really coalesced like right in front of me as I was sitting there at that seminar, and I realized I had to, I had just been given my teaching, and I had a responsibility to bring this awareness, bring this teaching to the millions of people who were, through no fault of their own, holding themselves back from the success they were perfectly capable of. So I went home, and I decided to write a book, and I, I just kind of channeled this book through me. I just asked God, all right, what do, you, what do you want me to say here? How do you fix this problem? And I just, you know, wrote what I heard. And it was like a flood of information was just pouring through me. And you put a flood together with a guy named Noah, you know, sometimes you get interesting results. So, <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> Mr. Noah, so I, that's exactly right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, um, I put my manuscript together. This was, remember, this was back now in 1998 when the Internet was just starting up. I put up an Internet site, and I started just sharing my teaching in my, at that time, self-published book with, with the world, and I, and I would start getting orders from people like, I mean, people in China, in the U.K., in Australia, New Zealand, all over the U.S. and Canada. They just found out about me somehow, and then they started getting amazing results and telling their friends, and it just kind of grew from there. Well, one day I was reading the paper, and I saw that Jack Canfield was going to be in our town, and I, of course, have been a big admirer of Jack Canfield. This was long before The Secret, but, you know, this was Chicken Soup this all, and, of course, he was just a terrific guy. Well, um, long story short, I met Jack Canfield, and um, he was super nice, and uh, he sent my self-published book to the Chicken Soup for the Soul publisher, and eight weeks later, the president of Chicken Soup for the Soul called me on the phone and said, Noah, we'd like to publish your book. And so I said, okay. <laughs> so, um, that's an amazing that's how, story. That's Noah. how everything started. And, you know, now this is uh, my sixth book. It's out from uh, HarperCollins called The Secret Code of Success. And as you mentioned, Temple, I want to give that as a gift to everybody listening. Just go to noahstjohn.com. And you can download the first three chapters. I, I will send you the first three chapters of The Secret Code of Success absolutely free. Just that's, you know, go to my name, noahstjohn.com, and just put your name and email. Let me know where to send it, and I'll be happy to send you those, those uh, free three chapters. That's wonderful, and I know so many people will benefit from the reading of it. And I'm forever grateful to uh, Reverend Jerry Bartholow from Birmingham for referring uh, you to me and to our organization. So I just was so excited about today because of the information that you give. Why do you think, I mean, this is a question I ask myself often as well. Why do you think success comes naturally for some while other people struggle with it? That really is a very frustrating question, too, for many, many people. It certainly was for me when I, you know, I was telling you I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. And the, the, the really frustrating part is I noticed that my mom and dad worked really, really hard long hours and didn't have any money. And then I would see other people who didn't seem to work so hard and they had lots of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, gosh darn it, that just doesn't seem fair. Yeah. And so that was another question that I had for so many years. Well, what I realized after you know, 20, 25 years of study is that there are a certain group of people that I call the naturals of success. Now, when you look at anything in life, any human endeavor, we see that there are people who are just naturally gifted at it, naturally good, natural athletes, natural salespeople, natural parents, natural you know, friends. They're just people who are naturally good at things like that. And then there's others, you know, like me, we have to work hard at things. And so what I realized is that it's just like that with success, but not just being successful, 
but allowing yourself to be successful. What I mean by that is when you look at these, I also call them the three percenters, because it's a very small percentage of the population, they don't have their foot on the brake. You know, I was talking about that earlier, about you know your foot on the brake and the why not to's of success. These people, for whatever reason, were, you know, either it, it was either luck or, or just happened from a very young age. They had all of these uh, things that came together so that they're just essentially not holding themselves back. Now, what I realized after many, many years of study and talking and interviewing multimillionaires and, you know, naturals and pe people like that, I realized that in every case, they're doing certain things but here's the key temple, they're doing them unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Now, I think most people listening are familiar with the four levels of, of conscious competence. You know, you go from unconscious incompetence, which means you don't know that you don't know, to unconscious competence, which means you don't even think about it anymore. Kind of like driving a car. You remember when you first learned to drive a car and, you know, it was hard and, you know, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Well, now, of course, we just do it unconsciously, don't even think about it. We're, you know, texting on the phone, doing all things we shouldn't do. So now it's just like that with allowing yourself to succeed. So the problem, ironically, is that for the people who are naturals at it, they really don't know what they did to allow themselves to succeed. Now, that doesn't mean they didn't work hard and sacrifice. They did all these things, but there's invisible things, things that are hidden even to them that they're doing that amazingly, if you don't have those little pieces in place, it makes all the difference. Let me give you an example. A lot of times I interview very, very successful people. And I'll ask them a question. I'll say, did you have someone in your life who believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself? And they'll say, well, yes, I did, actually. I, you know, it's funny you said that because I never thought of that before. Really? See, now that's the key phrase. I never thought of that before. And so what I realized is that things like that are so critical for people who want to allow themselves to succeed, for us to give ourselves permission to succeed, that was the name of my first book, by the way, it's called Permission to Succeed, because I realized that it was exactly what was missing, not that we need all these how-tos, but we actually, for many of us, millions of us, we need to give ourselves permission to succeed, but we just were never taught how to do that. So that's the difference between, you know, and, and the beautiful part is when you follow the secret code of success, when you follow these seven steps, and, and the subtitle is Seven Hidden Steps to More Wealth and Happiness, when you follow the steps, this is what the naturals are doing unconsciously that they just aren't even aware of, that they're just naturally doing it, so they weren't able to teach it to us. So that's the beauty of the code is now anybody can teach themselves these steps, and you don't have to take the 25 years that I took. It's incredible what you've created for so many people. I mean, thousands of people, their lives are being changed daily, and you're getting these uh, notes from all over the country of people saying, finally, I've had the aha, you know, that I've been waiting on um, for so long. So I'm just really moved by the work that you're doing and and not only in the United States but you know globally as well because um, you're making it real for us because they they say you know never doubt that one person can change the world and because they certainly can and the thought of how many more people are going to go from good to amazing from just an ordinary life to a phenomenal life is a very exciting process, and I'm just thrilled to be part of it with you. I'm Temple Hayes on From Good to Amazing, and we are going to be taking a short break. You are listening to Unity Online Radio. If you're enjoying what you're hearing today, we urge you to make a donation. You can go to unity.fm and hit the donate button for these great works to continue. And we very much appreciate you being here. We'll be back momentarily with the incredible and the already amazing Noah St. John. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. 
Many people, like myself, desire more out of life. I want more out of my work, my daily interactions, and my relationships, including my connection with the divine. So when I found Unity House's new book by the Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard called Good Questions, a lot of things started making sense. Dear Tom, how can I believe in the integrity of God if I can't believe in my own integrity? From K.A. in Iowa. Dear K.A., God's goodness is independent of your highs and lows, but lighten up on yourself, my friend. Everybody has gloomy spells in their moral and spiritual life. Everyone makes mistakes. Self-doubt is endemic to the species Homo sapiens. People tend to doubt themselves and to be their own worst critics. All people fall short of their goals. In fact, that's one of the classic definitions of sin. But making mistakes, even really, really bad ones, does not define who you are. You are Imago Dei. The spiritual image and likeness of God, the divine spirit within, is your true identity, now and forever. Dr. Tom's an expert in metaphysical Christianity who is sometimes passionate, sometimes funny, but always ready to tackle the agonizing questions about life and our spiritual path. His book, Good Questions, Answering Letters from the Edge of Doubt, is a must-read for those of us who listen to his show here on Unity FM or read his column in Unity Magazine. Get your copy today online at unity.org and click on the shop link. Good parenting doesn't happen by default. It is intentional. It is a decision about who you will be and what you will do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverend Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters. Experience the light side of parenting. Realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on unity principles, talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting, and address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So, hi, I'm Temple Hayes, and thank you for joining us and being part of this wonderful conversation that we're having today with Noah St. John. And we are definitely getting some good ideas today. Noah, thank you for that. We're so thrilled that you're with us. Would you say, what's a little assumption that's costing people a fortune? I think that's an interesting question for you to ponder with us today. Well, you know, and that's another very popular question that media people ask me because, um, you know, they are concerned about people spending so much money and not seeing the results. And I, I share that concern, and of course, I was one of those people. So what I realized after I discovered success anorexia, I discovered that what we need is permission to succeed. There are million, tens of millions of us who need this permission to succeed much more than we need the traditional how-tos of success. And so what I realized is there's actually an assumption that was made in traditional success literature that ultimately proved to be false and is costing people a lot of money. And the assumption is this. The assumption is if I show you how to succeed, then you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And if I just keep spending my hard-earned money on how to succeed programs, then I will be more successful. Now, that sounds perfectly logical, doesn't it? I mean, you know, if we want to do something like succeed, which we all do, well, then it would make sense to learn how to do it. Well, that's why we're spending all this money, all these billions of dollars or tens of thousands, however many you know we spend as individuals. But here's the problem. We humans aren't logical. Just ask, right. Remember Mr. Spock on Star Trek? We're not logical. We're emotional. <laughs> We're creatures of emotion. And it doesn't make any logical sense to hold yourself back from getting the thing you said you wanted. Mm-hmm. But just, that goes back to what I said earlier. When you look at those why-tos and why-not-tos of success, it's very, it becomes actually, Temple, a very simple equation. And the equation is this. If you have more subconscious why not twos of success, then conscious why twos of success, 
you will not let yourself succeed, no matter how many how-tos you know. Mm-hmm. So the equation is, and, and what I would encourage everyone who's listening to do is just take out a piece of paper and draw a line down the center of the paper and write my why-tos of success and my why-not-tos of success and write down why you want to succeed, not what you want. You know, I know you want a million dollars in a car and a house in an island in the Caribbean. I mean, we all want that stuff. But why do you want that? And then I want you to write down why, I mean, in other words, the why not to is what it's going to cost you to get those things. What is going to be your why not to of success? I'll give you an example from one of my clients. One of my clients was a, a salesperson, and she came to me because she had, you know, a friend of hers had uh, told her about us, and she did this list, and she realized that, you know, she wanted to be more successful in business. She was very smart, very motivated, spent a lot of money on all these, but she was very talented, and yet she was holding herself back. Well, she realized that she un- or subconsciously was holding herself back because she was afraid that if she started to make more money than her husband, that her husband would be envious, her husband would be jealous, his ego would be bruised, and he would leave her. Now, how's that for a why not to? That's a great reason to hold yourself back, isn't it? You I don't know, want my husband to believe me, so I'll stop. But she wasn't doing it consciously. That's the point. But she didn't even know that that was in there until she sat down and wrote it. So that's why this exercise and things like that that I show you in the book come in so handy. I've seen so many people do that, too, in relationship to their parents. It was such a big deal for me the first time my income exceeded my parents. It's a big deal for people. And um, you're, you're so right. I mean, and I'm sure there's so many people listening out there today that they have that, the why not, of exceeding their parents or their grandparents or their culture or their spouse or significant other or partner because of that very reason, and they're not even aware of it. I, another one that I could see, wow, this work that you're doing of, you know, from good to amazing would be how to really impact um, the alcoholic community as well. Now, boy, that's a story of why not, isn't it? I wish I had met you a little bit earlier in my life. But as, <laughs> but as, as we say in, in unity, it, it's divine order, right? I mean, it, it happened when it happened. <laughs> well, my father, when I, when I wrote my first book, my father read it, and he came to me with tears in his eyes and said, no, I wish you would have written this book 20 years ago. I said, well, I was only 10, but I did my best, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very sweet. But I, I hear you. Believe me, I do hear that a lot, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a difference it it would make, uh, you know, for so many people. Uh, because, like you say, we're not coming from logic. Um, we usually do things, and then after the fact, think about them so often. Well, I love your word um, affirmation, uh, the forming of what's coming into being, and for those individuals that have been part of the unity movement for so many years and so dedicated to the affirmations, which we know work extensively and effectively. Um, And yet there's so many of us that use these affirmations often, sometimes to the extremity. You know, we go from an ordinary salary to saying, I am now a millionaire. (laughs) And every part of your body goes, yeah, right. Your name is Lucy Goosey too, right? (laughs) But anyway... Um, I just, I think it's um, very beautiful the way that, and significant the way you've designed it, because it creates that space. And I'm not going to um, sing your song for you, Noah, I'm going to let you do it. Um, so tell us, in your uh, mind and in your creation, the difference of affirmation versus affirmation, your own creation. What? If you've ever read a self-help book or been part of the unity movement, of course you know what an affirmation is. An affirmation is a statement of something that you want to be true. So a classic affirmation that we've all probably said many times is, I am prosperous. And, and, and you can even shorten that to, I am rich. So you say, I am rich, and your brain says, yeah, right. Now, for most people, they hear a positive statement like that, and they frankly just don't believe it. Now, we want to believe these things, and we try to believe them, but for many people, they just don't believe them. So they've been using these affirmations over and over, saying the same things, 
and really not seeing the results. Well, several years ago, I had that exact experience. I was reading every book, and everyone told me to use the affirmation, so I did everything they told me to do. I wrote them in the positive. I put them on my wall. I fed them over and over, repeated and repeated, and I just never got the result. So I was very frustrated, very down on myself. I was thinking I was dumb, I was stupid, I can't do it. And so it was actually making me feel worse, which is not what was supposed to happen. Of course, this is what happens with millions of people. So I was in the shower one morning thinking about this very point. You ever get those ideas in the shower? You've got to pay attention to those because who knows, you could write a book. So <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this very point, and I was saying, well, how come I've been using these affirmations for so many years and I never got the result I wanted? And so I started to think about what is human thought? What is thought itself? And I started to realize that human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions, not statements. For example, if I were to ask you, why is the sky blue? Why is the sky blue? What immediately happens in your brain? You start thinking of all the various reasons that the sky is blue. Right. You, you know, immediately searching. you just have all right. this data coming in your mind to right. validate the very question that yep. you've asked. Mm-hmm. You got it. You start, in other words, searching for the answer. So you know, and as you said, you just do it automatically without your own volition. You can't even help it. So I said, wait a second. If human mind, if the human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions, and it happens automatically, why are we going around making statements that we tend to not even believe? Why don't we just cut out the middleman, namely statements? And I said, well, I don't know. Well, what would that look like? Well, let's see. You've got the statement or affirmation, I am rich, and your brain says, yeah, right. So what would the question be? I asked myself there in the shower. I said, what would the question be? And I said, why am I so rich? Why am I so rich? Now, when you ask the question, why am I so rich, what begins to happen in your brain? Again, you start thinking of all these significant reasons as to why you're you're rich. I mean, the list is endless, really. You just that data is just exactly. coming to you as fast as you can actually think it. You know, just exactly. Uh, and so we all know, of course, about the law of sowing and reaping, which is often now referred to as the law of attraction, but this has been taught for centuries. It's nothing new. As you sow, so shall you reap. So what are we sowing? We're sowing seeds of thought. But what are most people sowing? They're sowing lousy thought seeds. They're sowing mm-hmm. seeds like, why am I such a loser? Why am I so broke? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why am I so lonely? Why are all the good men or women taken? Why can't I find my soulmate? Why is there more months left at the end of the money? Well, you ask lousy questions, and you get lousy answers, which means a lousy life. So I Mm -hmm. said, wait a second. What if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers and a lousy life, what if we flip the whole thing around, start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers and a wonderful life? So as I was standing there in the shower, this was April 1997, 10 years before The Secret. It was April 1997. I was there, and I said... I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name, and the name that I created was, as you said, Affirmations. And by the way, you can go online right now. You can Google Affirmations or go to Affirmations.com, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, Affirmations. And you can read about, as you said, tens of thousands of people around the world who have, since I've been teaching Affirmations since 1997, have used this to increase their income, to have financial freedom, to find the love of their lives, to buy or sell their home when they needed to, to manifest new cars, to even help their kids get better grades. So affirmations are empowering questions that immediately change your subconscious thought patterns, and the beauty of them is you never run into the yeah, right response. The yeah, right response is your brain not believing the statement But amazingly, it's just because you made a statement. Mm -hmm. If you simply change that, and I teach you exactly how to form these empowering questions, you never run into your own brain. And that's one of the reasons that people get these incredible results from using our formations. We've had a number of people that have come forward and talked to me about 
the immediate results that they've seen, a couple of women are in the multi-level marketing organization. Um, that's kind of like we are in spiritual communities. We're like a multi-level uh, marketing, you know, because we're word of mouth, downline driven, right? But she started, rather than going, I don't understand why it's so hard for me to get good people. You know, that was her question before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To why is it that such dynamic Incredible people want to be on my team. Mm. And it's just been an amazing experience to watch her uh, because she has attracted so many new people to her team. Uh, The other, we've been doing it as our spiritual community as well. You know, uh, why do we have such amazing uh, Sunday services? Or why is it that our live stream is so supported and so successful? And we have been seeing those answers come. And the other thing I've observed is when you're asking those great questions about your life with their richness and their depth, um, you want to be ready to accept the answers because I think the key word you mentioned there, Noah, is change. That things are going to change in your life and around you for the better, all for the better. You're absolutely right, and and that brings you know it's funny because you mentioned uh, network marketing, and there was a, a fellow who came to the workshop that we just did at First Unity at your church a few weeks ago uh, named Ray, and he drove two hours each way just to be at the workshop. Well, he had found me online. A friend of his who had actually been to the first workshop I did for you a year ago told him about it. And Ray has been using Affirmations. He's interviewed me as well. He's told everybody in his, on his team and everybody in his organization about my book. Many people are working with it. Long story short, he said that he had, was sitting down looking at his numbers, and he has made, and he had made in the first 44 days of this year more than the entire year of 2009. So in 44 days, he made his annual income. So it was really, I mean, he was, of course, very, very excited by that result. Oh, of course. I hope you put that testimony up on your website. <laughs> it's right on YouTube. You, actually, you can you can go to YouTube, type in Noah St. John, and you'll see over you know 200 success stories from people all over the world. And uh, the results truly are amazing. Gosh, that's that's incredible. What do you think makes your system different from you know so many of the other how to succeed programs out there? Well, that's really it, Temple, is that I don't teach how to succeed. And the, the irony of that is, and, and many people, or I've been misquoted before of saying, you know, well, don't, don't do how-tos or don't learn how-tos or things like that. I've never said that. I mean, it would be ridiculous to say that because, of course, you need to know how to do things, how to grow your business, how to put up a website, how to use Facebook. You know, there's, there's just innumerable things as a business owner or as a parent as a teacher, we need to learn how to do. So it's very, very important. My point is that you can know all of the how-tos of success, and if you have more why-not-tos than why-tos, you'll never let yourself succeed. So mm-hmm. that's precisely what makes The Secret Code of Success, you know, my book and my teaching, my coaching, different from everything else that's out there because I don't teach you how to succeed. I don't need to do that because for most people who come to me, they've already spent the twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Like Ray, I mean, he was certainly very successful, very smart, very motivated guy, and he was doing very well. And yet, using affirmations, using the secret code, and in fact, we just uh, we just had a nice visit with him. He and his fiance were up here, and uh, we you know had a nice lunch with them, and we were talking about the book and talking about how he's used it with his team, and how it's not just the affirmations, but all the different steps that I show you, and, it, and oh, you know, yeah. that's what made the difference for him and his team, because it's not about more of the how-tos, it's about literally getting that foot off the brake. And when you use that analogy, it really makes sense that you're going to go down the road a lot faster using a lot less energy in less time. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what we say often in our, in our unity and our spiritual classes that we say what and we allow God to decide how. And to me, that's what's so significant about the affirmations it's almost like that of giving that creative imagery to your mind, right? That you're 
you're holding this idea. I think for me, that's why treasure mapping has been so much more significant sometimes than writing out line for line, you know, what I'm wanting to accept in my life. I create an image by, uh, you know, something I've cut out of a magazine or something I've drawn. And the next thing I know, it's like, oh my gosh, that has, you know, shown up in my life. So it's, um, I can see just how it helps people break through um, in such a, a different way of the mind moving forward. But we're going to take a quick break now, and we've been enjoying the, the rich teaching from Noah St. John. And come and join us. Uh, we'll be right back. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took time for prayer, contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before him has inspired humanity through the ages, just as Jesus prepared himself for his final ordeal and ultimate triumph I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation. And every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So I'm Temple Hayes, and wow, what a wonderful uh, session we have been having with Noah St. John. I'm sitting here thinking, why am I enjoying this incredible From Good to Amazing show on Unity Online FM? And I have the answer already. It's coming. <laughs> it's because of the brilliance of Noah St. John. Noah, you have been a pleasure. Tell us, what's the number one thing motivational speakers don't want us to know? You know, it's funny you ask me that, Temple, because many people in the media and others, they, they mistakenly call me a motivational speaker. And I guess that's because I get excited, you know, when I teach, you know, because this is so much mm-hmm. fun to see people's lives change and that them go from good to amazing and, and incredible and ecstatic. So it's funny, actually, one of, uh, I was doing a show one time, I was doing a, a leading a seminar in Virginia, and a woman came up to me after the show, and she said, no, you know, you're not a motivational speaker. And I said, thank God. Said, no. <laughs> thank you for noticing. <laughs> thank you, exactly. And she said, no, what you, you're a motivating speaker. And I said, wow, that's really interesting. What's the difference? And she said, well, a motivational speaker is somebody who gets up there and tells a bunch of interesting stories about themselves, and how they lifted themselves up by the bootstraps, and then, 
you're like, oh, that's really entertaining and it's fun, but, and then you leave the show and she says, you know, how does it help me? It didn't really do anything for me and it didn't make, you know, give me things that I could change. And she said, what you did, and she held up her notebook, she had like 20 pages of notes from the, just that seminar that we did. She said, I'm already doing it. She said, you know, when you taught us affirmations and the other things you said, I, I'm already starting and I've already, you know, doing it and you changed my mind and I know it's going to change, so you motivated me. And she said, that's what the difference is. I said, oh, that's really cool. So uh, the, what motivational speakers don't want us to know, ironically, is that nobody needs any more motivation. Nobody, mm -hmm. no human being needs to be motivated in, in the way that we were taught. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say you're driving down the road and you're in your car and you have one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. Now the gas is the Y2s and the brake is the Y2s, right? So it's going forward and stopping. So mm -hmm. you have one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. And someone comes up to you and say, hey, you know what? Just step on the gas harder. If you want to get to where you want to go faster, just step on the gas harder. But you still have your foot on the brake. What's going to happen? Same result. They say, well, listen, you know what you need? You need more expensive gas. Instead of the $4 gas, you need the $7 gas. That'll get you there faster. And you put that in, spend more money, more time or effort, still have your foot on the brake, same result. They say, oh, you need new tires. That's the problem. Your tires aren't good enough. Spend $1,000, you know, $2,000 on your best tires on the market. More money, more time. Same result. And they say, you know what? You need a new car. The red one's not good enough. You need the blue one. Spend $50,000, but you're doing the same thing. So what I do is I come up to people and I say, excuse me, did you know you have your foot on the brake? And they're like, no. I said, did you know why you have your foot on the brake? No. Did you know there's a simple system, a code that you can do, it's just seven steps, to get your foot off the brake for good, then you never have to hold yourself back again. No kidding, really? Yeah, it is. And then I show them, and they just go down the road that much faster and easier, and they don't have to spend a lot more money. So that's the beauty of this system is that it gets you there faster and easier, and it doesn't involve a lot of fancy-schmancy things. It's actually very simple, everyday things that anybody can do, and I'm living proof of that. And there's so many people also that are doing the same kind of dynamic with uh, relationship. Exactly. I'm, sure, oh, I'm sure you see that a lot. You know, <laughs> they go from one person to the next, and I always like to say, you know, the next one's always a little bit cuter than the one before. <laughs> <laughs> but until until you realize that you're the one with the foot on the brake, um, you're going to get the same results. And I'm I'm hearing that very loud and clearly of what you're saying. It's it's the true axiom of when I keep doing what I've always been doing, I'm going to keep getting what I've always got. And um, in order to have an amazing life, um, there's a part within me uh, that seeks to do something new uh, like this program that you're talking about. And I'm excited that you're actually giving away the first three chapters of your book because I know that's going to ignite a fire with a lot of people and only move them forward uh, to the next level of their unfoldment. Well, you're, you're right, Temple, and it's my pleasure. And again, that website is noahstjohn.com, N-O-A-H, S-T-J-O-H-N. So we have both books of the Bible covered, Noah, St. John, we're good. And uh, just put your name and email, and I'll send you those three chapters. But, yeah, you talk about relationships. It reminds me of a story. I was uh, teaching a seminar in Denver one time, and um, this woman was there, and she was a very bright, attractive, young woman. She was a doctor, you know, very intelligent, very well-dressed, you know, and she looked great. And then we, um, you know, on the outside. And, and then we started doing these exercises about, you know, talking about your relationships and going inside. Well, she just burst into tears. So it turned out she had been through a series of, you know, painful breakups and she'd been divorced and, you know, had a lot of pain in the area of relationships. She was, you know, very, she was very fragile, but, you know, she was trying to put herself together on the outside and look good. Well, anyway, long story short, she went through the system. She started doing the steps as it relates to, you know, not so much money because she was actually doing pretty well with money, but she really wanted to manifest her soulmate and find the man of her dreams. So she actually started to inform. Why did I finally find the man of my dreams? Mm -hmm. And she would, you know, did other affirmations as well. But, you know, that was one of the main ones. Anyway, so long story short, she called uh, our office one day. It was only about uh, 
six, less than six months later, and uh, she had actually found the man of her dreams, and now they're happily married and uh, living in Texas. So, um, you know, it really completely changed her life, um, and, it, you know, she was able to use this, this code, because it does. I've had many married couples, you know, husbands and wives go through the book together, and they say, you know, Noah, this, this book should be called The Secret Code of Marriage or The Secret Code of Relationships, because it really is. Of course, you can use affirmations and the other steps that you know, we show you um, to manifest whatever it is. If it's make more money, if it's lose weight. I had one woman from Florida, and she emailed me and said, Noah, since using affirmations, I've lost 163 pounds. I mean, just amazing, oh amazing success stories. So we have we have just so many stories like that. They're just they would you know they blow you. And by the way, I just want to give also. Um, our Facebook fan page, uh, for those of you who are on Facebook, just you can connect on noahnation.com. That's our fan page on Facebook, so of course that's mm-hmm. free. If all of you who are on Facebook, uh, just go to noahnation.com and you can ask questions about uh, affirmations or meet other reformers around the world. That's what we call them. We have a whole nation of reformers. And, uh, you know, uh, share your success stories. But you can read just, just hundreds of inspiring affirmations, success stories, and people who have used the code. I want to see you write um, a book that's related to parenting, and I just see that happening, Noah, um, because I see so many people raise their children the way they did not enjoy being raised uh, by someone else. So um, I'm going to plant that seed with you, and I'm going to just celebrate that in advance. Why am I having Noah St. John next year on my show? Because he has written such an amazing book about parenting. Noah, it's been a pleasure having you with us today here on Unity Online Radio, and I'm looking forward to having you again real soon. Thank you, Temple. It's it's an honor and always a pleasure to talk with you. So you've been joining Temple Hayes and Unity Online Radio from good to amazing. And if you are enjoying these types of programs, please be sure to go on Unity Online, unity.fm and make a donation today. It's our pleasure for you to be with us, and we look forward to hearing from you and hearing uh, your various emails about your success, and we look forward to seeing you back next week. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, online at www.unitycampus.org. Paulette's mantra is, it's all prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Reverend Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that'll captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or a loved one, 
or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, where we'll be joining in the consciousness of the unceasing prayer activity of Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Are you curious about prayer? Listen to what Unity Minister Paulette Pipe has to say. Unity's co-founders, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, called prayer the language of spirituality. Prayer is a way of giving expression to or affirming the truth that our intellect is trying to grasp. It's not about trying to make things right. Rather, it's a tool that helps us to see things rightly. Prayer is not about begging, beseeching or changing God. It's about changing us. It's about changing our own perceptions. Prayer allows us to become centered in truth, centered in knowing and experiencing our oneness with God, or Christ mind. It's from this place of oneness that we find ourselves in a rich flow of creative ideas and we develop our mastery in giving expression to them. Prayer is a powerful tool that helps us discover and express our divine nature. Paulette Pipe is the host of Touching the Stillness on Unity Online Radio, a prayer and meditation program, and the founder of Touching the Stillness Ministries. If you're interested in learning more about prayer, visit us online at www.unity.org. There is nothing more thrilling than feeling your direct connection with your source, your spirit. In those moments, you are soaring, knowing that you can be, do, or have anything you want. But what do you do when real life hits you straight on? Let's get real. This is practical spirituality for a busy, bustling world. Join us every Friday at noon Central Time for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, where we explore leading-edge principles and break down the law of attraction so it works for you every day. When you are off the mountaintop, join us for this delicious exploration of attraction principles with your host, Ray Zander. What would a human life based on the principles of an evolutionary spirituality look like? Reverend Kelly Isola wants to talk with people of every faith and none at all to passionately participate in the next great epoch in the emergence of consciousness and culture. If the choice is ours to consciously evolve, then what can life look like at this pivotal time in human history? Join us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time for Spiraling Consciousness with host Reverend Kelly Isola, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sure, you say you love yourself, but do you really? When was the last time you were in an intimate conversation with someone and paused because there was something you could not reveal? Let's Get Naked with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep us from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Fridays at 1 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. 
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.